to the extended cut. We've got uh, John with us again. Good morning. He's uh, making his rounds at all of our radius locations as we work our way through this series called The Good News, which is uh, just a fancy way to say, hey, we're preaching the gospel of Mark. Yeah, mm. and then I like the word, the phrase good news, particularly because of our times mm. when, not that the, the news is generally bad news. That's what they make money on. That's but, right. But certainly during the... Uh, uh, while while we're facing the election, thought it'd be thought it'd be a great title for the uh, election cycle news. No doubt, no doubt. You um, Sunday, you got us started. Um, I've I get a chance to sit in front of a few groups on this. Yeah, and it is interesting when you think about the Gospel of Mark. It doesn't start with the birth of Jesus. I know it, isn't that something? So. so um, because most of the time when you think about Jesus' life, Just let's talk about it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's our favorite holiday, Christmas. We celebrate. And no wise men, no shepherds. No. Nope. No angels. No. This is my boy right here. He just gets right to it. <laughs> you like it because we're not talking about babies and, you know, no room at the end. You're like, let's get hey, to let's where get Jesus to is it. doing it. Yeah. yeah. He baptized. Let's go. <laughs> Um, so verse one, the beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ. Well, again, the beginning. Yeah. If you're thinking about the beginning, you're thinking about, well, let's start with, you know, the genealogies at least. Yeah. Where did Jesus come from? Mm -hmm. But actually, when he quotes Isaiah here, he's telling you the beginning of this still isn't really the birth of Jesus. The beginning was that this was something that was the plan of God mm -hmm. foreseen by Isaiah from a vision from the Lord and Malachi, that there was going to be John the Baptist paving the way for a Messiah. This is 600 years prior to the birth of Jesus. Yeah, I think I think it's really cool the way he ties it to the Old Testament. And, uh, yeah, and, and those prophecies that, I mean, the Jewish folks, they know. They've been looking. They probably didn't know this was going to work out like this. Yeah. But they've been looking, and now he's bringing clarity. It's got to be tremendous excitement as he writes this down. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and some of this, even the disciples, it took them a minute to get it all figured out. So it's, it's yeah. pretty fun to read it as he put it on paper. When you think about the Gospel of John, it starts very similarly, except it even goes further back. Creation and beyond, really. Yeah, so yeah. this is a pre-incarnate Christ. So like Jesus is, he's been around since the beginning. Right. So when we talk about the beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, we're not just talking about him being born or being prophesied about. We're talking about he was in existence before the earth was yeah. formed. Yeah, so really before the beginning. Before the He's beginning. always been. That's right. Yeah, and uh, man, I, I've, there's multiple, multiple conversations just in this first chapter that are just above our heads. So, That's so, right. The eternal God is certainly above our heads, but yeah, John picks that picks us up all the way from e eternity past. Yeah, and then Mark picks us up. He he really wants to connect it to the to uh, the generation before or the generations before, mm -hmm. and connects it to the Jewish folks. And uh, I, I love the part. I, I love the part of John the Baptist paving the way. I always did mm -hmm. when I was a kid. My name's John, so I was biased to John the Baptist, <laughs> and he. I don't know. He just seemed like, you know, dressed all crazy and mm. eating crazy food. So as a kid, I always, you know, I always wanted to be John the Baptist, but mm. uh, but didn't really get 
the importance of his job, and then and then in comparison to Jesus, the lack of importance. It, it's cool to watch him both be a great man and realize that uh, that he is not a great man in the presence of Jesus. Yeah, I like um, I like the quotation of Isaiah and Malachi in that preparing of the way. Of, I knew you would like that. Yeah. You be excited about this. It, it is interesting because the book is written to the Gentiles, but up front you have to give this Jewish context. Yeah. Um, I wonder how many Gentile readers most of this would have been lost on. Yeah, and I even enjoyed I was thinking about that. Enjoy, like you can give some stuff and everybody doesn't have to understand. Hmm. And, and Mark wants to lay this brief foundation, then he just moves on. And Yeah, you're right. It probably went over their heads, yeah. a lot of Gentiles. Yeah. But for the Jewish folks, that would have been very meaningful. Had a great question. The, the question this week was when you got to the whole Judean countryside, all the people of Jerusalem, the question is, why, why are those people going down there? You got a guy that's baptizing. He's, um, he's preaching this message of repentance, get ready, something greater is coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we would all agree that th- there have been plenty of people before this that could attract a crowd, Mm -hmm. that could get people to come down. And again, for the Gentile reader, verse 4 probably is lost on him. John wore a camel hair garment with (laughs) leather belt around his waist and ate locusts and wild honey. If you're a Jew, that means something to you. If you're a Gentile, like most of the groups I sat in this week as we talked about this, that just sounds like he was wearing wild clothes. Right. But that's something more to a Jew. Yeah, and be, so it's, what I love about this, and you notice about me, because I, I like connecting to all the people. Like, mm. it still gets a Gentile's attention. Sure. That this just odd. <laughs> no this doubt. This dude's odd. He's not like everybody else. But, yeah. but they can't get the depth of the understanding as he's taking a vow and he's the way he's living it out. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And he also looks like Elijah from the Old Testament. Yeah, I had forgotten that. Yeah, that's true. It, wild man in and of his own right. Alone, and, yeah, in the wilderness a lot. Yep, show up at the wildest times, and massive prophet fearlessly. Yes, communicated well, most of the time fearlessly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. a couple of times he ran away a little bit, right? Yeah, I, I think about this for you know the the reason why they come down there uh, have to be a big reason is this reminds us of one of our heroes, mm-hmm. and because he reminds us of one of our heroes, we wanna we wanna hear what he has to say. Because the last time a guy that was dressed like this and acted like this, fire came down from heaven. True, true. Yahweh was declared victorious. We're waiting to hear. It's been a long time since God has moved like this, and a guy that looks like Elijah starts talking, we want to listen. That's good. I that really didn't cross my mind. So you didn't get to preach, so I didn't, I didn't, you didn't get to mention that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm preaching no, now, man. This is the yeah, problem. Yeah, Extended love, cut, I'm going to get it. No, I was up. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's so f- really cool because obviously John the Baptist is the prophesied one. This mm-hmm. like Elijah. Uh, I kept thinking, man, what is the weight? And I probably just in a practical way thinking people's sins just weighing on them and nobody's giving them any hope. The Pharisees mm. keep just heaping their sins on top of their sins. And here's finally a guy leads them to something really simple like repentance. Mm which uh, the part that shocked me, I never noticed or 
I, I knew that the Gentiles were baptized when they were when they were turning their lives over to Judaism, but I had never thought about these Jews now being baptized like the Gentiles. Mm-hmm. All of that was that was new to me and, and fun to read because the humility that we all are supposed to experience when we're baptized, mm-hmm. they are right here. This yeah. baptism of repentance. Yeah, yeah, it's a big deal. Yeah, it is. Whether whether you know whether. That's a cool thought that they got Elijah in their mind, but there's still this hope inside of them mm-hmm. that somebody's coming to give us better news than we've heard. Yeah. And when you think about the story of Elijah, there was a repentance. When that fire came down. Yeah, crazy, yeah. They, they said, we were wrong. They started worshiping Yahweh. And, and so now kind of hearkening back like, man, we've been wrong. Yep. We need to make sure our loyalty and allegiance is to the one true God and to the guy he's sending. Yep. So, yeah. As an American, it's hard to get this completely because we're so independent. So when I read it often, I, I'm thinking about individuals being baptized and repenting of their sins, which certainly that is, that's happening. But the, you got a great point. With Elijah in mind, there's this corporate repentance mm-hmm. as they're thinking about the nation and they're, they're God's people. So, so yeah. it's a great thought. The other gospels give us clarity, like even the religious elite, the Pharisees, they are down there to see this because it is a a corporate deal. Yep. Yep. And Um, they're losing sway. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you're going to get to this, you're going to get to this next week when it, verse 14, after John was arrested. So clearly the message of John was not embraced by everybody. This, this whole baptism, repentance, it's causing a stir. Yep. It's causing a stir within Jerusalem. It's causing a stir within Rome. Let's get this taken care of. We don't like this kind of stuff. Insurrection is kind of the right. maybe in their minds, both both inside and out. Yep. And so um, we're going to take care of John. They're, they're taking care of the wrong guy. They, so They're going to keep trying to take care of some people. That's right. Um, when you think about... What John the Baptist does here, and he says, I'm not worthy to stoop down and untie the strap of his sandals. I mean, as preachers, we've said this a lot. Mm-hmm. And um, this idea that the crowd is intoxicating. No question. And it's always something that whether you're the pastor of a church of a, uh, uh, just a few or Absolutely. thousands, there's this intoxication of people coming to listen to you. And I think it's, I think it tells you the character of John with all of these people coming down, all of these people wanting to hear from you, and for John to say, listen, this is not about me. Mm-hmm. Let me be clear. I'm here to fulfill Scripture, mm-hmm. and I'm just preparing you for somebody way greater than I am. Yeah, and we're going to see that from the other disciples here in the future after Jesus where— you know, they come to worship Paul, and he's like, hey, and, and, and they'll, you know, even the angels will say, hey, get back up. You're not supposed to be worshiping me. Mm-hmm. This is about Jesus. But to your point, there's uh, whatever it is inside of us, we really want to source a man. Mm-hmm. And uh, so there's constantly good men and then even evil men who rise to the top. Mm-hmm. And those of us that are followers of Jesus that are his disciples, man, we, we're supposed to know better. Mm-hmm. And we're supposed to constantly push people to source Jesus and Jesus only and be a conduit. And when you're a conduit, there ain't much to you. You're, you're, you're just a vessel, and then there's right. a humility that has to go with that. But 
But for a young believer, and you know, they, they start getting this, these opportunities, that's something to really have on the radar. That's why we often say that an elder's not supposed to be a novice, according to the Scriptures, so that mm-hmm. they, there's a pressure that goes with that leadership that can. It can destroy you. Mm-hmm. So, and we, you know, I mean, I'm sure our folks have read, you know, sadly, a number of pastors where it has destroyed you. Like you said, it, it could be a tiny church or a big church. I think we like to pick on the mega church guys, but... Mm-hmm. The uh, the truth is, there's just as many stories of the churches of of forty or fifty folks where uh, the guys become intoxicated by being on that stage and mm-hmm. eventually, eventually destroys them. Yeah, sad. But John the Baptist gets it. Yeah, I mean to the to the point where he, you know he he almost doesn't want to baptize Jesus right because he's right. he's I have no business doing this. That's which right. is it's, it's a beautiful. Yeah, I think. Um... There's a piece of this that we would all, as believers, to say it explicitly, I think you just said it, but to say it just right out, we are people that point to Jesus Christ. Absolutely. And we're not pointing to ourselves. We're not, you know, even when Paul says, follow me as I follow Jesus, like this Mm -hmm. is not about following me. This is about following Jesus, Mm -hmm. making much of him. Um, I think there's that piece. When you use the word conduit, the other interesting part about conduit is is it's hidden behind the wall. Yeah. You bury it, right? All right. it is is just to the, just the, the guide. It's, it's it, yeah. So it's interesting when you think about it. It's not to be seen. Nope. So, And I like that about the book. I, I, I'm probably more convicted the fact that Mark wrote this thing, 16 chapters, and doesn't mention himself. Mm. And we call, we call it the gospel. It's the good news. It's just thinking that through how difficult it is to talk about Jesus without mentioning myself. Yeah. And yet his life has this power without me. He, he, he didn't need to save me to make this thing work. Yeah. He, his, his story was there for all mankind and mm. stands on its own. We get to the baptism. Yeah. Um, a real short account. Right, I, mean, yeah, I love it. it, 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 it. We just get down there. Yeah. Hey, he 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 makes it happen. We baptize him. The heavens are torn open. Yep. Uh, lots of questions here, right? Oh man, yeah. I, I had a sixth grade. I heard a sixth grade girl ask this question in her group Sunday night. All right. right. Our youth are meeting all across and and home. Sixth grade girl, right out the bat, says, "Why in the world does Jesus need to be baptized?" Great question. I mean, we're talking repentance, forgiveness of sin. Leaders like, well. I guess we're ready to roll. <laughs> Let's go. I was like, yeah, oh, look, that's great. The sixth graders will crush you with the questions. They always got the great questions. <laughs> yeah, and that one's one that's debated heavily. So yeah. you got all kinds, I mean, three or four really major thoughts on that. And, and you know, different scholars that would lean different ways. Many just just say that he is baptized to set an example for us to be baptized, a very simple answer. But then there's there's a variety of other answers. I don't even remember what they all are. But they're, for our folks, there's an obedience there to what his father wants him to do that, that can't be understated. Because mm. when we talk about baptism, we use the word obedience. Yeah. So we don't believe that the water transforms. Mm. So there's this obedience. But yeah, to, to, to the sixth grade girl's question, Jesus didn't have any sin, though. Like, That's right. But still, if the Father asks him to do it and he does it, it's still obedience, with or without sin. So, yeah. uh, And there's, there's there's certainly a picture and connection to mankind 
by going through that, that's when we call him our great high priest, Mm. connects with us in every way outside of sinning actually. Yeah. So so that's a deep question. It's a great question, yeah. Yeah, I had to go. The whole chapter is written on that question. Yeah. I, uh, when I think through that, I think about it in terms of, of leadership. Mm-hmm. Don't ask somebody to do something you're not willing to do. So yep. Jesus was clearly willing to do that. I think about the humility. You mentioned that earlier, the mm-hmm. humility that it would have taken for people to come down there to confess their sin and to, to publicly acknowledge that um, we were in the wrong. Jesus is not acknowledging he's in the wrong, but there's humility, and that's going to mm-hmm. that's gonna characterize his kingship. Yeah, yeah. So I think there's a humility piece. I also think if this is a, if baptism is a declaration of loyalty, I think there's a piece of this where Jesus is publicly declaring, mm. and when Jesus, when God speaks, this is my beloved son mm. in whom I'm well pleased, I clearly there is a piece of Jesus saying, for the next three years, this is what I'm loyal to. Mm. This is who I'm loyal mm-hmm. to. This is what this is about. Um, so I think there's probably, I don't think there's one reason. I yeah. think there are, it is multifaceted. Um, and then, you know, to your point, he was 100% man and 100% God. And he's always going to struggle, not all struggle, but he, the struggle for us is always to identify with him as a man. To understand, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he identifies himself clearly as a man clearly as here. Man, yeah. yeah. So and, and then there's got to be outside of the uh, outside of that conversation, from a plan standpoint, this is a moment where the Trinity is going to show its it himself yes. in this moment. And the baptism, again, above my head, but is the place that the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit decide to show the world, hey, we're we're activating this mm. process, yeah, which has not been seen to this point in his life, yeah, which is probably why Mark picks it up first and. Mm. This is this is the start of the ministry of Jesus. Very public. Very public. But very humble. Yeah. Heavens tear open, Holy Spirit descends, um, voice of God. Like this is this is a very public declaration and start. Which um, is great for us again as Americans who identify with proud chatter. Like, mm. like we're always we always want our leader whoever it is, to talk proud. Mm. Jesus, God the Father, speaks out of heaven. The Holy Spirit (laughs) breaks through out of heaven in a moment where he shows absolute humility Mm. and establishes that's how this kingdom's going to roll. And it it really is different than every other kingdom that's ever been on the planet. It's not just Americans. It's what the Egyptians did. It's what the Romans Mm. did. It's what everybody's done. They all look the same. We're all worried about whether it's going to be a Democrat or a Democrat or a Republican, but it's going to look the same. Yeah. It's going to be just a different proud guy leading us. That's right. And Jesus established a kingdom that was based on humility, hmm. though he's all glorious. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I, um, As I think through the baptism, just the public piece of it, um, it was pointed out in, in uh, one of my small groups has said that Jesus came from Nazareth uh, as soon as he came up out of the water and then the, the, descend, the spirit descending and then a voice came from heaven. Uh, oh, that's good. Just this idea that it was, it was a coming into. Like Real this good. was, anyway, I saw that. I thought, man, that's a strong, um, that's a strong way to think about, man, we're, 
oftentimes we spend all of our time thinking about how do we get to God and we forget, man, God came to us. Real good. And absolutely. Anyway, I, I was just like, man, I, I got to pause that, on that already this week, just thinking about my own life. Jesus went to people mm-hmm. where the rabbis waited for people to come to them. Yeah. That's an adjustment. That's, an adjust- that's again, humility. You're on a mission, so mm-hmm. you're going to them, but you don't need to be, you know, it's extolled by mm-hmm. somebody saying you're great. Yeah. You're going to them because you got you have something to give to them. Yeah. That's good. Uh, lots more we could talk about there, but uh, we'll move on. Temptation. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even get there. Um, <laughs> the, uh, immediately, right? So you got immediately, this yes. is happening. Spirit drove him to the wilderness. He was in the wilderness 40 days. Again, There's most of the other gospels give us way more detail yeah, here. Yep. We got nothing else, but he was tempted by Satan. He was with wild animals. I get through reading this. I had my little group on Sunday, and uh, one of the ladies looks up and says, this is just weird. <laughs> That's exactly right. I was like, you right about it. Yeah, and then, You know, I do think this is where Matthew, Luke, where they, uh, they're like, Bro, that's just too direct. <laughs> Let me give a little detail so we can understand yeah, it, yeah. which they do. I mean, like the the description of him going into the wilderness, when it's described more in detail, it does help you understand a little bit. It's still weird. No it's doubt. still weird, but no at doubt. least, I mean, Mark just writes a sentence and we're good. Let's get on to a miracle or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. I um, So we like alone at my house. It's the history show where they put people out in the wilderness and the guy who stays okay. the longest. So they got one right now where they got people in the Antarctic. If you can last in the in oh the in the Antarctic for a hundred days, you get a million dollars. And so we're down to I think four people are left. They put ten got people out there. People are bailing out left and right. We got four people left. And so uh, my eighth grade boys were like, when they think wilderness, they think woods. Yeah. They think Antarctic. They think, hey, I'm having to, you know, kill my food and eat it, like come up with shelter. Yep. I do not think that is the wilderness that is in mind here. I think something else is at play. Hmm. And when I think of wild animals, I don't think we're talking lions and tigers and bears. No, probably not. I think um, anytime you see wilderness... In scripture, it's not acres of woods. You think desert? I think desert. I also think the unknown. Hmm. I think wilderness would have been the place where this would have been the place where Satan would have lived. This would have been a place uh-huh. with, like, we think about cosmic geography. We hmm. talk about there are boundaries, and when you cross those boundaries, you're going into a place where evil would be. Hmm. And so um, I, I was, I've been reading lately that uh, the, the two offerings in Leviticus where you get the, the offering for your sin, the first goat or lamb is for your sin, and the second one is the scapegoat, Azazel. And um, the idea that Azazel was sent into the wilderness as if it were going Mm-hmm. To the play outside the camp mm-hmm. where sin would be. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wonder here if this is Jesus is going into the teeth of the enemy. And he is, I mean, we face temptation 
he's not just facing it. He, he's, he's, this is an away game. <laughs> yeah. Does that make sense yeah, to you? Yeah, yeah. He is, he's not at home. He is away. He has everything against him. Mm-hmm. Facing temptation that way. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I, I wonder, and then those wild animals, most of the time they, when, they, when they thought about what was over there, like the ocean, Leviathan, mm-hmm. st- there's stuff that we don't want to deal with in the ocean. Like that's all crazy I stuff. Know. Yeah. And so for Jesus to do it, he's not just facing, it's one thing to face temptation in the comforts of your own home. It's another thing to face temptation in the heart of enemy territory. Mm-hmm. Crazy? Oh, that's good. I'm like the sixth grade girl that asked the question. I always wonder why this is important. Yeah. You know, like I, the baptism. Why, why is Jesus getting baptized? Why is he going in the wilderness to get tempted? <laughs> no doubt. But to, but to, you know, as you describe it as a, another place, really makes me think of the cross mm-hmm. where Jesus, uh, we focus on the physical pain. So in this passage, we focus on the dead. I always had the desert in my mind, the wilderness. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas the real suffering on the cross was, though the physical pain was real, mm. uh, the spiritual pain was mm. was where the most where he carries the sins of the world, and the Father pours out his wrath on him. That's where that that all the activity outside of our little world mm. is where the pain's at. And then you even got the discussions on the cross. Did he go to hell? Like, did he face? Mm. You got you got scholars where there's this other thing that he's conquering, that would, that would line up well with, with your uh, thoughts on that. I just, I, I've been simple when I've read it often. I just think desert, yeah. that'd be rough. <laughs> you know? It'd be hard, yeah. It'd be hard, but then how desperate I am for sin, even when I'm just tired or hungry. Yeah. I can't control my temper. Mm. And Jesus being tested on this one way or another at, at the highest level. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder um, when you ask why. I, clearly, we know from Matthew, like we know what was done in there. We mm-hmm. know, you know, there's the three details. temptations. We know what he's getting Great after. teaching in there. And I wonder as you think through the temptation, um, if this is another loyalty piece. Yeah, because there's no chance he's going to sin. There's zero chance yeah. he's going to sin. Yeah. So knowing that, I'm like, why? But the loyalty, it's, it's a great, it's a great thought. Yeah. Just the the ability to say, no, I'm I am going to be loyal to my father mm-hmm. and that plan. That that's what this is about. And perhaps to show, yeah, that loyalty in contrast mm-hmm. to yeah. the loyalty to this world. When I think about my temptation and most of my temptation, very rarely do I find myself in a place where everything's against me. <laughs> true, 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 true. Yeah. And Jesus, he's not just going to be tempted. He is going to be tempted, and everything's going to be against him. I may feel that way sometimes, Yeah, we do. but it's not real. I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, it, it takes me in my mind uh, when Jesus teaches us to pray, lead me not into temptation, which mm. is a great prayer. I pray for my kids. I mm. pray for myself. It's a great prayer that shows our human, like, we can't, we can't go in the wilderness. Yeah. Lead me not in t- temptation. He's teaching us yeah. how to pray, but he demonstrates as, as the God man who can't sin mm. facing temptation as fullest. Yeah. Last thing. Yep. He says, the angels began to serve him. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you got wilderness, you got Satan, you got wild animals, you and then on the back end, oh, by the way, the angels began to serve him. What in the world was that like? Yeah, yeah. I would argue a little bit your way on that one, that it's in another world. But the angels, yeah, I've always, that's always bothered me. Like, where, where were y'all on the earlier? He's he's struggling early. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As a kid, I'm like, why, why now? Now he's because he had to walk through this on our behalf at some level for us mm. to see. And but then this picture of you get to pick, you get to really see our big word hypostatic union. You get to see him be all man and all all mm. God in this. And now you get to see his yeah. his deity as the angels come care for him, mm-hmm. which in in a strange way shows his deity and his humanity that he's he, he's needy. Mm. But when the angels come, means you also you also pretty important in the world. So, and I also wonder when you think about in terms of you've declared your loyalty, mm-hmm. and now there's this this is this is the benefit of doing that. I wonder if that's the same thing for us. There are often times that man when we when we are faithful, when we when we are obedient and we are, you know, we have show we have shown our fidelity to God mm-hmm. that at that point, maybe it's not a literal angel, but there's this joy and peace mm-hmm. of knowing a contentment of knowing that I have I have done the right thing. It may not, it doesn't change the circumstances. Mm-hmm. It doesn't change the pain or whatever, but it does, there is a peace and a joy of knowing I'm I held true. Yes, no question about that. And even even sometimes something supernatural, it just usually doesn't. Speaking experientially now, usually doesn't come exactly when I thought it should. Hmm. But after the fact, often there's a deep joy, not usually in it. Hmm. It's usually after. Sometimes months, even years, look back and Hmm. you're thankful to God and and proud in a healthy way that you stayed yeah. on the course of pressure. Yeah. Man, that's good stuff. So we got good. 13 verses and then. Yeah, we're going we're gonna, to, you know, even I think we're taking 18 Sundays on Mark and we'll yeah. still skip a ton of verses, which is it's sad, but we're going we're gonna to try to get it in in 18. So next week should be fun. It's uh, uh, Jesus calls the disciples, and so we get a few more characters into the story, and they are characters, so it should be, should be fun. And we start doing some healings and a little bit yeah. of preaching, but mainly mainly activity. Lots of activity. Yeah. I like this book. That's good. Awesome. I think it's going to be great. It, it's been fun just talking about it uh, all week with different folks and hearing everybody process it and uh, just really get into the life of Jesus, which is healthy. Really exciting, man. When you hear about sixth grade students asking questions, that makes mm-hmm. me happy all day long. It's how you learn. That's right. And then for our people in our groups, what I love about our groups is that you can ask questions. You don't have to worry about what somebody's thinking about you asking the question. Let's learn. That's right. It, yeah. it, the simplest to the most difficult. Let's mm. let's learn together. Yeah. Love the honesty when when something's on there and you say that's weird. It may be to us, and let's perfect. Let's talk about it. Absolutely. So, good stuff. Well, John, thanks, man. We'll do it again next yep. week, and just keep plowing through. Sounds good.